Thank you for joining us, faithful listeners. You're listening to 801 Horror Cult with Kara Antipans and Mary Postmortem. Woo! So today, listeners, and Kara, we have... <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I don't exist today because I'm bald. Well, it's like I don't talk to you anymore. I only talk to our listeners. <laughs> it's true. I'm just going to turn and sit in a crevice. <laughs> you eat my sucker. <laughs> Turn, turn into the crevice and eat it? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yes. Kinky. <laughs> it's okay because I'm wearing cat ears. It's fine. I also noticed that you're wearing some fancy socks. Thanks. Really long socks because I can see your free knees. Because you're right. free, in free in the, the knee. knee. <laughs> I timed that really bad because you're eating a sucker right now. I was going to say I was entranced by my sucker. Like, just as Diabetes. I said it, you, like, placed it on your tongue, and you're like, ah. Uh, in case you're wondering, that's the sound I make when I that's- put the sucker on my tongue. Ah. Uh, no hands. Look, Ma, no hands. <laughs> Today, we're doing creepy cryptoids. Creepy cryptoids. And cryptoids from Utah, of course. Utah. And as fate would have it, um, the movie Antlers is actually premiering the same week that Kira and I are recording. In fact, it's tomorrow. We're recording the day before it premieres. So (laughs) Antlers is um, in regard is about the legendary Windigo, and it's the new movie from Help Me with His Name because I always say it wrong. Guillermo. 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 I'm so sorry. Guillermo. I'm really terrible with the Latin languages. Guillermo del Toro. Um, most people know him Suckers from. Suckers are fun. <laughs> Sorry. Most people know him from uh, Pan's Labyrinth, which I haven't seen. Did you see Pan's Labyrinth? <gasps> what? I know. Fascistas. I know. Oh, I'm looking at nothing now. Shame on me. Shame. And on my cow and on my family. Do you even miss the creature with the? I know with the, the with the eye hands and he's like, Meh. yeah. He doesn't make that noise, but I do when I'm him. Meh. I did see Crimson Peak. <laughs> And that so movie good. was very cathartic for me for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> also, the word cathartic is fun. Yes. Cathartic. I, I am interested in seeing Antlers, though, because mm-hmm. it looks really good. It really does. And... Got, is it Carrie Russell? Is that her name? Yes. She played Felicity in the 90s on that short-lived TV series. I guess it wasn't short-lived. <laughs> I, never I think it was like it. six series. Six really? Series, six, six seasons. Series. Wow. <laughs> right? There were so many spinoffs. <laughs> And it was all the same thing. <laughs> Can't you imagine if they did <laughs> the same thing? It's just a quote unquote spin off, yeah. but it's really not. Just different ways to spell Felicity. <laughs> oh yeah, if it's from Utah, there's lots of ways right. To the last spell one had facility. a ph. Facility. <laughs> oh my god. Those are from the the central Utah facility. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't drinking anything. I would have spit it out all over. So Wendigos, mm-hmm. as we know them, are from the Algonquin folklore of the indigenous Algonquin tribes. Mm-hmm. And they are cannibalistic creatures that were originally humans that become corrupted or ra- or cursed because of greed or weakness. Um, they are family members. Yeah. Um, or another person in their community or mm-hmm. tribe. And Wendigo is very similar to a Utah native monster, which is the... You know, the one that haunts us. Yep, the one that we did episode two on. Yep. So if you haven't listened to episode two, go back. Yeah, it's pretty weird. (laughs) It is weird. We had to record it a few times because we were haunted by the skinwalker. I mean, we still are. Yeah. Yep, like last week. It's true. Mm-hmm. Skinwalkers are in Utah. We, oui. in the Uinta Basin area. We, oui. and they are much like a Wendigo. We, oui. in that they take on the form of a monster, usually the shape and size of a wolf. And they, or there's a few others too. Yeah, what other shapes do they come in? Remind oh, me. Oh, I can't remember. But like eagle, fox, coyote, people. Oh, that's right. Because they're more or less, they can transform. That's Mm -hmm. kind of the difference. Because they wear the pelts. That's right. Because they wear the skin. Mm -hmm. And that's how they become the skin. That's the difference between the Wendigo and the Skinwalker. Is that the Wendigo is kind of confined to the one form where it's like furry and has the antlers, and the Skinwalker takes can take on many forms. Mm -hmm. 
but they both are from indigenous nations. They both are um, cannibalistic and they both are cursed or demonized humans. They've done something to earn such a damnation for their soul and their body and their life. Bad juju. It's true. Windigos and uh, skinwalkers remind me a lot of werewolves. That's probably my favorite cryptid, but that's because we all know I have an inner wolf. Mary is a wolf. I am a wolf. A werewolf. A werewoman. Grr. She's not a were-man. She's a werewoman. No. We got to be PC. If anybody, if anybody's seen the stop motion animation show Frankenhole, I could be a were- <laughs> I might be a were-Lawrence, but oh. I'm definitely not a were-man. But that is my favorite cryptid. Speaking of other cryptids. We. What kind of cryptids did we find in Utah, Kira? Not very many. Not very many. <laughs> Besides the skinwalkers. Which we did a whole episode on. Yep. So now we had to find new monsters. Ah. So <laughs> I picked up this book from the library. She got a book, a book. in her hand. You hear that? I can read. Sometimes. So this book is called Chasing American Monsters, and it is by uh, Jason (laughs) Offit. Offit. Or Offut. Offut. So what he has to say about Utah is that there is, well, according to um, the Ogden Standard Examiner, because it's always in Ogden. (laughs) God damn it, Ogden. All the time. You just want us to pick on you all the time. Oh, town. Oh, really? That's what I think about you and your stories, Ogden. I, th- I think of, oh, horrible. I think we should pretend it doesn't exist. We're like, oh, my God, is this story over yet? <laughs> oh, my God. Ogden's still around. They haven't blown themselves up already. Oh, town. Why are you such a disappointment? So in 1894, the Ogden Standard Examiner um, made a report where a group of quote-unquote reliable men, that's my first clue to that's, know that this is. <laughs> that's funny. In Ogden, reliable. Right. Reliable. And we're in Ogden. <laughs> huh. Me thinks I'm going to hear a tall tale, good men. Absolutely. So these reliable men saw what they described as Allegedly. A... Now get this, okay? I'm waiting. 100-foot-long serpents flying over the town of Eden. <laughs> so not only was this near Ogden, and these men were quote-unquote reliable. Were they on meth? <laughs> I mean, this is the 1800s. They were probably on opiates, to be uh, honest. Yeah. So the predecessor to meth. Ogden never changed. <laughs> they just changed their drug of choice. <laughs> So it's it's an extraordinary large serpent, and it flies. Are they trying to flatter themselves? <laughs> Look at that. I, are, t- are they? Are they? I almost makes me wonder if this was a bar discussion about their dicks. Yeah, and they're helicopter dicking it, right? And they're saying that it's a flying. Or it's like snake. the pissing, like you know, maybe they're at a burlesque house and they've had some booze and they're having a pissing car <laughs> contest behind. I bet you I could piss on that lady over there. You know that was happening. Oh, yeah. Bastards. Poor, poor burlesque ladies. They're getting paid, I'm sure. The ladies not of the enough. night. <laughs> ladies of the Back night. Then, yeah. Not enough. Girl, they were ordering their perfume from the France. You know they ain't making a lot of money. But it's Utah. <laughs> I don't know if it was really from France or if it was quote unquote from France. It was the Frenchman that lived in St. George that was <laughs> shipping it across the state. I don't know. Hey, there were Frenchmen. probably no French immigrants How in St. George doing? in 1800. So the serpent, who presumably was stinky because he had no perfume. What was the serpent's name? How? Sure. We'll name him. How? So the the slithering serpent that named Hal. Slithering Hal. We'll call him Slough. 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 Monster Slough. I mean, it's fitting. It's Ogden. It, I love it. That's why I'm going with it. Monster Slough. Monster Slough. Was flying between 35 and 40 miles per hour. Allegedly. The monster soon disappeared into the mountains. I just call bullshit on this whole it's story. It's the mountain his pants. <laughs> I do too. I call bullshit. Pictures or it didn't happen 1800s, people. So the. In Ogden. The examiner goes on to say that the residents of Eden never saw the flying reptile. However, a number of people camping on Stansbury Island on the Great Salt Lake witnessed a creature they described as being a 
combination of fish, alligator, and bat, according to September 1903 edition of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Press. And wait, why is the Pennsylvania Press talking about it in Utah when there's nothing in Utah? So that's what I'm saying. So the the examiner, I may have said that wrong. So the examiner... Nobody in Eden ever saw it. Like the the standard the standard examiner of Ogden had this rel- in the eighteen ninety four had these group of reliable men make this extraordinary tale of this flying serpent, right? And then a few Allegedly. years later, um, ten years later, respectively, because we're in nineteen oh three now, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Press, um, there was people camping on Stansbury Island, which is right is which on the Great Salt Lake. They witnessed a creature they described as being a combination of fit fish alligator and bat so basically what the author in this book is saying is that there was this flying reptile at one point and then there was something similar later on reported by a different source the different source i can only presume is probably somebody who like maybe those campers were from pennsylvania and were traveling at the time and then mm-hmm. when they went, went back home they reported it or you know was talking to someone who worked that for the paper <laughs> um but of all places to camp why would you camp on there though <laughs> But in the 1800s, to go out to the West is, like, the equivalent of, like, traveling to the UK now. I guess that's true. Like, it was, a, it was an exotic thing to do, um, especially because yes. there was a lot of law breaking out this way and a lot of free land and <laughs> jewels to be found and whatnot. Booty. Yeah. <laughs> Arr! Bo- booties of both kind! Arr! Arr! <laughs> oh, monsieur! <laughs> Ooh! So in this 1903 account, the monster was now 50 feet long. Some swore it was at least 65. The head was shaped like an alligator's with long saw-edged teeth and its gaping snout. The rest of the monster was covered in scales. Was it a fish? They have flit flish. Not well, not in the Great Salt Lake I, though. I for bullshit. Bull, I, I can't even say that too. proper. I for bullshit. That's what I said. I so, for bullshit. I want to say bullshit on this. For a couple reasons. For numerous reasons. And I'm going to touch back on this first reason in another story that we have. Because a lot of the stuff that I found, the most popular stories come out of like the 1800s and things. Mm-hmm. But in the but in the 19th century. I can debunk more. Yes. But the thing was, is that that's kind of when entertainment was like a thing. And that's when like a lot of like swindling and uh, like underhanded tr- stories started yeah. going around. Because now we're in the Industrial Revolution. Like. Thing, things we thought we could never do before as men, we're all of a sudden doing, and it's extraordinary. So who's to say that monsters and ghosts and goblins don't exist anymore? You know what I mean? Because, like, ghouls. the spiritual movement was happening. Industrial revolution was happening. People were finding lands and riches out west. Like, That's true. Fucking anything could happen in the world now. It's the 19th century. You know what I mean? Oh, snap. So I just feel like a lot of people just ran with a lot of bullshit back then accurate and i mean if anybody listened to our mormon and mason show mormon. I think that's mason. all the proof you need <laughs> allegedly so now i'm going to go to another story that also has ties to the great salt lake <laughs> so this i had actually heard of and i think i heard this in i want to say elementary or junior high at some point when we were doing some sort of class that something about utah some kind of learning situation some sort of learning about the state <laughs> which is kind of boring except for native american culture yeah the indigenous and if, that stuff. if you are a listener and you are part of an indigenous nation please regale us with your history and your yeah, culture and we want to know and if you want to do an episode and tell us yeah be our any guest. of your things let us know yeah literally just hit us up anybody but, but you got to have a cool story you gotta make us laugh too. And you gotta be cool. I will require one dad joke, the best one you got. One dad joke. <laughs> so this legend again comes out of the eighteen hundreds. Um in June eighteen ninety, Englishman James Wickman imported to the Great Salt Lake two thirty five foot long whales captured in the waters off Australia. How the hell did they get them to the Great Salt Lake back then? Ships and then trains. You have to keep them wet the whole time. Yep. yep. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I think I think what you and I are are, are baffled. Are are are. I think what we're baffled. Anyway. I think what we're baffled about is how can any man keep anything wet that long? Ah! I don't know. There's some men out there. <laughs> but for the mid majority, you ruined my burn. 
Mary? to hear him pout now. I'm sorry, it was good. <laughs> you ruined my male bashing joke. Go ahead and bash. There's still plenty more. No, no, no. The moment's gone. It's gone now. Captured in the waters off Australia, the whales were brought to San Francisco. The whales were brought to San Francisco and transited to Salt Lake City via rail. Um, Wickman's plan was to release the whales into the into the lake where they would form a breeding population. The locals could hunt. Did they speak whale too? Ooh. <laughs> I'm trying to it's channel like, Dory when she's like, talking to the whale. No, but it's like you know the badly dubbed movies where the mouths move and then you hear <laughs> stuff. That's what it looks like. <laughs> so you're saying I'm a robot? You're a robot. I'm, I'm a robot. <laughs> Bender. The thing is, the Great Salt Lake is not deep enough to support two whales. It's true. So um, the Provo Utah Inquir- Inquirer carried the only known report on the whales. So I had heard this, and it was the same thing. Some rich dude decided that that whales, that you could take sea life and put it in the Great Salt Lake. Because it's seawater. Because it's like seawater. And lamp oil, and it was very expensive to buy lamp oil and to hunt whales, and it was it was very dangerous, of course. And you shouldn't. And you shouldn't, because whales are practically gods, and we should whales not be hunting animals like that. <laughs> You're way better at whale speak than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's like I'm watching a really bad dubbed movie. <laughs> I can't do it now. Keep laughing. You are it. laughing at me. I'm going me back to the crevice. <laughs> to the crevice. Look at the back of my head, Mary. <laughs> my um, shadow is awesome. So he wanted to import them Betty. and do just that. They'll breed. People will hunt Betty. them. People will have their own source of like whale meat and whale lard for perfume and whatever and lamp oil. Um. So or supposedly, oil. right. So supposedly, um. The whales got out of their in, in capturement or whatever, and they disappeared. Um, six months after the whales disappeared, the Inquirer story went on. A representative of Wickman found the whales 50 miles from where they had been deposited, playing in the water. The Inquirer, which no longer exists, claimed the pair rep- reproduced and became a fixture of the lake. It's not big enough. <laughs> so in 1995, the Desert News tried to debunk this, and they did. And, of course, the University of Utah backed them up saying a whale could not live in the water, which is mm-hmm. true. Yep. There, It's too salty for anything. There's nothing but brain shrimp. It's salty like our comebacks. <laughs> Zap. Now you know what's wrong with us. It's in the water. Because um, <laughs> we drink a lot of salty water. Because I drink saline solution all mm, the time. Saline solution. And brain shrimp. Ah. Mm. Brime shrimp. Brime shrimp. Was a good shrimp. A good shrimp indeed. Mighty Cheerio. small and had a terrible face. But we loved him nonetheless. We named him Howard. He was wonderful. So the water's too salty. There's no way whales could ever live in that water. Um my theory is is that the dude brought him in and was like, Oh yeah, look at this. You and know, then they died. look how glorious I am. Look how smart and rich I am. Look at how aristocratic and they Did you say Grinch? <laughs> look at how Grinch I am. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Grinch and rich and great. Look at me. Oh, look at me. With my opium pipe and my rail line. And my pencil stencil. I can't talk. I was the predecessor to Moneybags on the Monopoly. <laughs> I'm the Monopoly guy. <laughs> Thanks for the free yeah. parking. <laughs> Next time you go to jail. <laughs> so my theory is, is that he really did bring them and, you know, was all pompous about it. And then the whales probably died. And, and they had to get rid of the corpses and nothing was ever reported because a people lost interest because you know they had to wait for the whales to breed anyway and two because the guy was probably so embarrassed he didn't want to admit that he wasted a bunch of money on whales that died <laughs> also what kind of whales it doesn't say there might be smaller whales that he thought would fit possibly he, did he go and measure the great salt lake before he did it, no. Such a man thing. He eyeballed it. <laughs> He's like, eh, they it should, should fit. fit. 
I'm sure it'll stretch. Are you it's sure fine. it'll fit? We can do it. Yeah. Yep. Let's let's transport them. Are you sure, sir? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how men men sound when they think. Yeah. At least me, if I was a man. <laughs> That's my thinking sound. So, Kira. So, Mary. You and I both found Bear Lake Monster. Yep. Do you want to take it away on that one? Nope. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I've been busy this week. I'll just comment. (laughs) I'll do the tweets. So, again, this comes out of the 1800s. I wasn't kidding when I said most of our stories come out of the 1800s. That's the only time Utah was cool. And see, that that's, makes me wonder if, like, were we really cool or were we really just trying to make a name for ourselves with stories? Both. You're only cool if you have stories, Mary. I guess that's fair. Yeah. But that must that must be why we're so popular, because we have loads of stories. We really do. Factual and infactual. Mm-hmm. And yes, I said infactual. Mary grammars real well. Because there's so many facts, they're in facts. <laughs> oh, it's facts inception. That was a Three Amigos Easter egg, if anyone got that. Love that movie so much. He's so famous, he's infamous. <clears throat> That's what it was for those that didn't. You're welcome. So in 1868, a Joseph anything? Rich. First of all, your name's Joseph. I can't trust you. But he's rich. <laughs> but, but his name is Joseph. Much like the Joseph Joe Smith. Seth is rich. With Smiths. With Smiths. <laughs> so this story also came out of the Desert News. And um, I was going to say it was alive back then. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive. <laughs> so in July 1868, the Desert News reported that there was a horrific beast that lived beneath the surface of Bear Lake. Um, that can also be said for some guys talking about their junk right (laughs) are these just extraordinary penal tales I think so because they're all penal shaped so the lake itself is a freshwater lake that spans the border of Utah and Idaho Idaho and it has an average depth of 94 feet so it it is a very (laughs) large lake of which something could, um, could live in so there's supposedly an indigenous legend of a giant serpent that lived in the lake. It had short, squatty legs and often crawled onto shore searching for food. Mary, is it you? No, that's why I'm like laughing. I'm like, I know. I know. short, squatty legs. Yeah, you had me at short, squatty legs. I'm like, I'm Mary's like... thinking it's her. It was you this whole time. It had short, squatty legs and often crawled onto shore searching for food, sometimes catching a man, woman, or child as it came to bathe in the lake. It's me, guys. Yeah, that's not remember, proving us wrong. Remember how I said I was a werewolf? I lied. I'm actually a serpent that lives in Bear Lake. Those Idahoans, they taste exactly it's, like potatoes, I and I love say it. It's the potatoes. It's the potatoes. I love the potatoes. <laughs> So this story was um, later resurfaced in 2004 when a businessman told the Desert Nude he'd a, seen the monster two years did before. You say business nude? Sure. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Oh, it's hard for me to read when I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll in, go back to the crevice. <laughs> in 2004, Bear Lake businessman told the Desert News he'd seen the monster two years before, but didn't tell anyone for fear of ridicule. <laughs> I don't. I love I love what he says about this encounter because he says he was claimed he claimed he was anchoring his platoon boat at the end of the day when he saw these two humps in the water. The humps were about 100 yards away. He thought Mary. they were simply debris or lost water skis it until they Mary's disappeared. Butt. It was my tits. Like was I was Mary's laying on my back, guys. Sorry. Her humps, her lovely monster humps. <laughs> you know you want to slump. Slump on these humps. That's from Adventure Time. <laughs> you were just swimming on your back. That's all. So I lied. I'm not really the bear like monster, although we might come from the same gene pool. You're a subspecies. I'm a subspecies. <laughs> You're a subscripted. But there is a bear in Utah. Oh, that's a wolf. 
<laughs> this bear apparently makes a wolf noise. Oldie from! Hey, I got one now. Yep. He was so legit that he terrorized livestock owners around the Logan Canyon for a whole decade. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yes. Ten long years. <laughs> Ten years later. SpongeBob! <laughs> Ten years later. So for a decade, he was stalking the sheep. Murderous. Rage. Sheep. Rawr. Sheep. Rawr. Meow. So, apparently, this bear was a thousand and a hundred pounds. One thousand and one hundred pounds. That was a big ass. He was nine feet tall, nine feet and eleven inches tall when he'd stand on his hind legs. Can you imagine that? Damn. I would like to hire him to be my bodyguard. He's scary. Feed him fish and sugar. <laughs> Me and him would have a fun time on sugar. At least tonight. So yes, a sheep herder named Frank Clark. Really, Frank? Why do you have two Frank. first names, Frank? <laughs> I, know. I don't believe this story because you have two first names. It's it's legit. But he killed that big bear in the in the August in the August of nineteen twenty three. Dang. After his death, the bear's skull was sent to the Miso <laughs> can't talk. The Smithsonian Institute. Ooh. Toot. Of Smithsonians. Can you imagine that? That's just a skull. I wonder how big a skull is. I couldn't see measurements. Is it not on the Smithsonian? I'm going to look this up. I didn't look on there because I just did it when I got home. But everyone's talking about because I asked and you people answered. What are some Utah cryptids? And Old Ephraim came up a whole bunch. And then you give it the goog and Old Ephraim comes up a bunch. Only he was real. And I don't know if that'd fully be considered as cryptid, though. He was just an insanely big grizzly bear. Named Ephraim. I think that's the <clears throat> town that my family started down in southern Utah. I can't remember if it was Ephraim or the other You're one. You're correct. It was e old Ephraim. Yeah. It, he should be on display at Utah State University because He's they... He's still there. I don't know, but they returned it in May 1978. To the Smithsonian? To, to Utah. So the Smithsonian returned Ooh. it to Utah back then. Can you imagine how much fish he would eat? That's a big bear. Yeah. I'd imagine huge. he would be pretty disgruntled after hibernation. <sighs> I mean, they already are. <laughs> you would not want to be in his right. path ever. Okay. So speaking of more, more giants. Giants! That, uh, <gasps> are of the Utah kind. Oh, who are we getting into? Well, we're not getting into your favorite just oh, yet. Oh, damn it. Just yet. I got all excited, Merdy. I know. Merdy. That's why I had to I let you I said Merdy. You're Merdy now. I mean, we are in Utah. My name might as well be something. <laughs> the D is silent and invisible. <laughs> so this is another tale that I heard, um, that I've heard from a couple, a couple different sources before I read this book, but supposedly... Um, in 1891. <laughs> Again, 1800s. I'm telling you, man, the 1800s <laughs> were a weird fucking time. What were in, they doing in the 1800s? In humans' history. <laughs> I blame the Industrial Revolution. Like, all those... Industrial Revolution. It's I'm blaming you. before we got used to all the pollutants in the air. Maybe. It made people crazy. That actually is a great theory. Maybe. I nailed it. Thanks, and sugar. And you were smoking opiates all the time, so. And drinking God only knows what in your tonics. Yeah, because you can't drink the water. Yeah. Um. So in 1891, there was an article in the New York Sun that a skeleton of an eight foot six inch tall man was uncovered near the Jordan River near Salt Lake City. Gross. Work workers clearing the land for irrigation ditch came upon the skull of a giant eight feet down. What was even more surprising to the workers is that the skeleton was standing upright. They had to dig down nine more feet to completely clear the remains. <laughs> so I had heard this before. <laughs> Again, from two different outside sources. Um, one of them was somebody who was originally from Colorado, moved to Utah. The other person was 
Pardon my chair. Um, had grown up in like southern Utah, and then well, he grew up in around our area in Salt Lake. Moved down to St. George, moved back. So he had gr- grown up throughout the state. Mm-hmm. But the information I had heard is that there was actually two of them, and they were both red hair, and they both were giants, and they that were, means they were evil, and they were um, Zach. It's your friends. <laughs> they um they were buried with a. Uh, Jewels and things. Married getting and like, all hot thinking about tall redheads. Tall redheads. You got me distracted. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> You're the one saying it. I was just pointing it out. So the sources I heard that is that there was two. There was a male and a female. They both had bright red hair. Um, Kind of like when my hair, my hair's faded now, but when it was dyed that red color. That they were buried with um jewelry and like houseware things like pottery and things like that. So they had clearly lived wherever wherever they had been buried. Um, so there were indigenous legends from the area that tell of a race of red-haired giants in the mountains that grew to 12 feet in height. The giants were highly territorial, and they would slay and devour anyone they found in their territory. Local tribes banded together and chased these giant cannibals into a cave in the mountains. When the giants refused to come out of the cave, the warriors filled the entrance with wood and set it on fire, filling oh, the cavern me. with smoke and killing the monsters. I heard uh-huh. that somehow the church got involved and they're the ones that have possessions of the I mean, skeletons. it's Utah. I wouldn't put it past. I don't put it past them either, especially not in that time frame, because this was actually technically before Utah was a state. So Utah didn't become a state until 1896, mm-hmm. and it would have been Mormon territory. Like, the church would have been in total control of the area. Mm-hmm. So it, I kind of believe that the church probably did usurp these skeletons and has them somewhere because... Well, it's like the Catholics. I'm pretty... Yes, Exactly. Like- you all have your secrets. You will not tell us. Yes. You hear that Pope that's not listening? I'm a the Pope. I'm a the Pope. I'm a the Pope. No, exactly. Mario. you're correct. Um, pretty much the Roman Empire, whatever nation they conquered, they took everything mm-hmm. and they burned the rest. And they like, have so many things hidden in yeah, the do that they won't share with us. Yep. What do you have there? I want to see. Okay, Pope, give us an exclusive. Let yes. Us 801 people go to your pope residence. Yes. <laughs> go to I the I will Vatican. show you that you can you can bless Ma- me with the holy water Mary and I will, will not burn. Mary will show you a good time while I go look at all the weird freaky shit you guys have hidden away. I'm like, Mary, look at this. You're like, not now. I'm with the pope. <laughs> uh, I will come with a trend coat so I can steal your treasures. <laughs> yeah, right. You just want to flash him. Hey, pope. Hey, pope. <laughs> That's how I'm going to steal everything. He's going to be amazed by my tits and I'm going to be away and then I'm going to make out with everything. <laughs> and not make out like kiss. I mean, See, make out I as in like make grab. out like make out with your. No, I mean mouth. make out like make it out of the building with everything. Great, and then I'm just stuck here with a bunch of pope people. Yeah, you pope lover. Just kidding. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a pope. Speaking of giants, the most famous or infamous giant of them all is Kira's favorite, <gasps> Bigfoot, and assless chaps, Sasquatch, Sasquatch. So again, in the Uinta Mountains, where the where those are, um, sometimes I hang out. Yeah, there's Bigfoot spotted in the Uinta Mountains. Do you think skinwalkers will take the shape of a Bigfoot? Maybe. What if the skinwalker wanted to like get with the Bigfoot's wife? And I think that Bigfoot could take on a skinwalker and win. Because he's wearing assless chaps. I think the skinwalker would win. Because he has teeth. I think the skinwalker would play dirt or fight dirty. Yeah. But I got props for my big, big hairy men, beast men. Because they got ethical beards. And with great beards come great power. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, all my bearded people out there. I got you chocolate. Is it was it Samson that had the hair or whatever? Yeah, um, from the Bible, where he's like know, he cut off his hair. Bible. I don't know, but that'd be a shame. Our Bigfoot's <laughs> name is Samson because he has the magical hair. Our assless chaps wearing Samson with his assless chaps. Um, <laughs> that's our mascot. <laughs> Besides Edie, so the Standard Examiner um, reported in 1977. That a group of hikers in North Ogden, again, Ogden. But I believe this one. I don't know about this story specifically, but I think... You do think there's a Bigfoot in Utah? Oh, yeah. 
not just my brother. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like it's too dry for Bigfoot personally. Like I know that we have like a lot of moisture in the mountains, but still, I I just don't I, see. No, I think that it could be alive in the mountains. There's like too much un this like untraveled areas there. I'm not saying the Bigfoot doesn't exist. I'm saying that I feel like he's more of a Washington or Oregon or like but if you Canada think beast. Winters are a lot like those areas. They live in the That's swamps true. too. You have different geographical areas. You have the Yeti, which just lives in the snow. You have the skunk apes and the swamp men, which are <laughs> which are just different names down in the south for Bigfoot. And then you have my friend Samson in Utah. He exists. You can believe in your giant redheads. I will believe in my Samson and assless chaps. I mean, I've met some pretty hairy men before. <laughs> That's okay. So, but I mean, they like. Just, they're trying to be my Samson. But like, they're, like, their back is like a carpet. Like, hairy. <laughs> Ew. So these North Ogden hikers. Nogdens. <laughs> Nogden. <laughs> you are now Nogdenites. <laughs> These nogdenites. These nuggety nogs. Such noggers. These nuggety noggers. God, noggers again. That sounds horrible. So this one nogger said to the reporter, they saw a 10 foot tall gorilla covered in a mantle. Of white fur. A mantle. Oh, a mantle. It's his mantle. A mantle of white hair over its shoulders that tapered to dark hair on lower parts of its back. Thick body. The creature walked on two legs. But did it moonwalk like Michael Jackson? It did not. Because that's what Samson does. He moonwalks, I've decided. You have fancy assless chaps, you gotta moonwalk. So they initially thought that the creature was an elk. And then they realized that it was... <laughs> That elk is on two feet the whole time. It's not just one of those, like, for a moment. <laughs> so they initially thought it was an elk, and they were moving around, and they're moving, um, dislodged some of the rocks and things around the area. So the, the creature then stood up and was on two feet at this point, and they... The hikers didn't real didn't realize what they were looking at. They were still trying to process what they had seen. <laughs> Look at that elk! <laughs> but the creature walked away, keeping its attention on the group as it walked into the trees. After that, it disappeared into the timber. And when they went down to the lake, they discovered giant footprints. So I just imagine, <laughs> like, this Bigfoot with his head turned and, like, straight eyes on the hikers. He does that eye thing, like, I'm watching. Not with his hand, but just, you know, just. <laughs> like when I read this. That's like, like, just an intense like stare. Sometimes when you see people staring at you and you stare at them back and you both just have that awkward, uncomfortable gaze and yeah. you continue on your yes, way wherever that's it is. That's exactly what I imagine yeah. is that these people are up, you know, on a higher ground, gaping down, like with their <laughs> mouth open, gaping down on this two, on this Bigfoot. And this Bigfoot just has his head turned, his like locked eyes with them and is just, you know, strolling by into a tree, into a bunch of trees. In a way, you're both like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think would win? Old Ephraim or Samson? I think that's pretty equally matched. I want to say uh, Ephraim just because he's a bear. So I feel like he would have uh, more more ability to, like, bite off the Bigfoot's head. But mm -hmm. I think as far as, like, strength and, like, hand-to-hand -hand combat or hand-to-paw combat... I think it'd be pretty matched. <laughs> Old Ephraim takes off his bear gloves and he's like, all right, Bigfoot, let's go. And then they do the whole old, like, boxing thing. <laughs> I'm going to get you, Sonny. Because that's what Old Ephraim says. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get you, Sonny. And Samson's like, bitch, what? <laughs> and then he takes his gloves and smacks Old Ephraim in the face, challenging him to a duel. I challenge you to a duel. Suck it, Ephraim. And he's like, Samson, how dare you? And then they get in an old school boxing ring. <laughs> yeah. I Can you imagine the chunks of fur that would be just you know <laughs> like when cats fight and then so, yes, fur yes, or rabbits and I, furs everywhere. I think I've mentioned to you before, Kira. Probably. That 
I saw my bunnies fight once. Yeah, last time you were here. So I have two rabbits, and when I introduced them, they were very territorial towards one another. I have a male and a female. No, I did not buy them to breed. They are both fixed. But when I introduced them, them, fix them. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Well, the female already came spayed. I neutered my male when I got him. Not by yourself? No, I I took him to the vet and neutered him. I'm just saying it's a bunny. I didn't want little bunnies. So I neutered him. I cut his balls off. Um, (laughs) In pure daylight. (laughs) I paid a hitman to do it. Um, You kind of did. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I paid somebody else to do it. (laughs) So when I introduced them, they started sniffing each other's like tails. And then they started fighting, but they were, like, biting each other's asses. So it was, like, this yin-yang twirl. And they were spinning. And then there was tufts of fur flying everywhere. Like, black and white fur flying everywhere. Happy Halloween! It was was traumatizing and hilarious because it looked like the Tasmanian devil. Like, it looked like a Tasmanian devil tornado in front of me with all the, like, grunting and fur flying and like spinning of the little animals when they make the sounds as they're fighting is it like cats no it's like a weird it's a weird grunt noise it's like Nyeh. like i'm not kidding either it's really weird <laughs> like, <laughs> just just rabbits fighting biting each other's butts going Eeeh. but really that's how they're just like <laughs> Like you can't, you can't take them seriously because they're so tiny, and they dash at you, right? And they make that noise. They're like, yeah, like coming at your ankle. I'll, I'll challenge that rabbit. Do you? Okay, so we the flying reptile is bullshit. Yes, the whales probably happened but died. The Bigfoot cure is convinced happened. Bigfoot exists, and we need to go on. We need to go Bigfoot hunting. Not to hunt him, but I want to find him. To find him. I need to find my Samson. Traveling show for the Bigfoot. What about the Bear Lake monster? Do we think that's real? Um, Maybe at one point, but I don't think it's what they thought they saw. Okay. I think it could be interpreted as something else. Cause... And it's not just a log. Like, if there really was something, I don't think it was as built up. Because everyone's memories and stuff. Like, kind of alters They become itself. embellished. Yeah. And it's not even intentional. That's just... That's why eyewitnesses for things can only be taken so much, like, as fact because right. how the human brain works. Right. That's fair. I believe in the giants. I don't I don't think I believe in the Bear Lake monster. I definitely don't believe in the flying reptile. I think it's <laughs> bullshit. I think it's someone's pants. Yeah. I think that was What's probably a. I think that was probably a bar dick discussion. <laughs> dick. Um, <laughs> by people named Richard and Dick. So when we're looking for cryptids, yes. What type of music are we listening to? All kinds of music. You mean for our ah, cryptid cryptid core playlist? Yes. <laughs> like that. I do like that. Cryptid core. Yeah. What's your crypt core? <laughs> Cryptid core. Cryptid core. Oh yeah. Cryptid core. Ah, I like crypt core too. What's your crypt core? That's actually the genre of our show is crypt core. <laughs> All right. So on my least. Yes. 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 The Mothman song. Ooh. Believe in the power of Mothman by the Paranormal Song Warrior. <laughs> That's an amazing artist name. <laughs> I know. I saw that and I was like, oh, yes, you are mine, buddy. Good choice on the Mothman. <laughs> you need to listen to some of these. I found oh, some, oh, yes. I found some mm-hmm. weird shit. Me too. Me too. <laughs> All right. Next one. <laughs> Where the Skunk Apes Go by Lenny Green. Where the Skunk Ape Goes? <laughs> yep. I know that's about Bigfoot. I love how it's called a skunk ape, though. Yeah. But in the South, there's skunk Yeah, that makes sense, because they probably smell fucking terrible. Uh Uh-huh. Well, they're supposed to smell terrible no matter where they're at. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I'm sure they smell like a skunk. If I was to meet a Bigfoot, I would refer him to a great perfumer cologne. 
I really would because I carry them with me. All, well, not cologne, but I carry perfume or body spray with me all the time. I'll just give this to you, Bigfoot. I'm like, Here's a gift. You me. need this better than I do. The Victoria's <laughs> Secret is Bigfoot uses this. <laughs> Bombshell this up in the mountains. Strong enough for an ape, delicate for a woman. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Next one. I actually really like this band. Yes. <laughs> Goblins by Necrogoblicon. <laughs> Necrogoblicon? I freaking love them. I saw them on the very last Warp Tour that was here. Okay. I'd never heard about them before. Saw them, and they have this guy that dresses up like a goblin, and then he's in this cool, um, like, a uh, Hawaiian shirt and got awesome goblin. I like that everything. he's in a Hawaiian shirt. I know. He's awesome. You guys need to check him out, though. They're really cool. They sound cool. They're fun. They sound like they don't take themselves seriously. I like it. Absolutely. <laughs> but they're also really talented. I love you, Necrogoblicon. Come on our show. Even though you're never listening. You might. Maybe. You just might. Possible. All right. Next song. Yes. La Chupacabra <gasps> by the Kings of Nut. Yes. <laughs> That's so catchy. It's definitely like a psychobilly type. Yeah, they're a good band. You've heard, so you're, you're yeah, I, I you're know aware. Kings of Nothing, yeah. I don't think I've heard that song, but I've I heard Kings ask. of Nothing. Ooh, I listened to it and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Catchy. Next one. <laughs> Gotta go, I love this man. Mm-hmm. So much. Here's to the Crazy Ones by John Five and the Creatures. I love it. Love John Five. Also, he's funny, like on his um social accounts <laughs> anytime he posts himself playing guitar he's always dressed up in something weird i, I love it. that man <laughs> i like when people have good stage presence it makes the band so much more and he's talented so you're not compensating your talent for, yeah for your stage presence the yeah. presence when you are a total package like that it's the best yeah i love it next one godzilla by eminem that's why i laughed when we picked yeah because i was like Ha oh, it works. Okay. Good choice. And then I went with The Nobodies by Marilyn Manson. Nice. I like mm-hmm. it. And We Are the Truth by Mushroom Head. I don't think I've heard of Mushroom Head before. They're, when they first came out, it was kind of reminded me of Slipknot. Okay. Like, so there's like a bunch of people in there. They all wear masks. Um, Yeah. They're pretty cool. Next. It sounds like an interesting song. It sounds like an interesting band, first of all, with a name like that. Especially yeah. if they're going to run around in masks like Slipknot. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I haven't paid too much attention to them nowadays, so I don't know if they've yeah. transformed or But whatever, definitely, but... like, they have, like, a persona with yeah. their music, obviously. Yeah. Absolutely. Next one, Jurassic Park by Weird Al. <laughs> Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. Yes. <laughs> all the dinosaurs are running wild. <laughs> Love that song so much. Ozzy. And lo and behold, number 10 for Kira's Countdown. Yes. For the cryptic cryptid core playlist. Reptilian by Benighted. Yes. Yeah. I've never heard the song, but the fact that they have a song called Reptilian and their name is Benighted. Yes. Sounds epic. They're, they're definitely epic. They're very heavy. It sounds heavy. Heavy, heavy. Just their name alone sounds heavy. Yep. <laughs> That's mine. So what's yours, Mary? My cryptid coid. My cryptid coid. Cryptid Mary turned this into a portal. I mean, if you were to set me up and someone did bang me, being a werewolf, it would be cryptid coitus. Throw that out there. You hear that? You freaks out there? No freaks. I've had I've had my fill of freaks. Mary wants a nice freak. I would like to a be the freak who in the can relationship. Get freaky, but he's very nice at the same time. Um, cryptoid core playlist. I have <laughs> when the moon is shining bright by Sawyer Family. Woo! It's about werewolves. Ow! I'm really good at that. Maybe Ow! I was a werewolf in my other life. Maybe all twenty nine of them. I thought Animal I Have Become by Three Days Grace. That's a good one. Was appropriate. Yep. 
Um, I actually had to go searching for songs after that song to find Cryptoid. <laughs> I know some of those were hard. Yeah. All the ones I liked, I was like, no, that doesn't quite fit. Well, and I already used my cryptid ones for our Skinwalker song. So I know. Or for a Skinwalker episode, so I, I had a hard time. I just reused some. I know. So challenging. So I found Love Me Like a Reptile by Motorhead. Yeah, I didn't even think of that one. I also found Ooh. Lizard Life by ZZ Top. <laughs> oh, bringing the beards. Yep. Ooh. And then I got some David Bowie. I have two David Bowie. I have the Gene Genie. I don't know if I've heard that one. Because he lives like a reptile. <laughs> and then I have Scary Monsters and Super Creeps, which I actually think is about ladies of the nights and like drug dealers. Ladies but of the night. Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. <laughs> I mean, they can be both. Ice Cube did a song called Sasquatch. Ice How did I miss it's that? It's so you and it's I'm surprised you picked an it's, ice cream I know. Song. I know. Wow, right? I coming in me. with some rap and hip hop. Wow, that's surprising for Mary. So, what's great about this song is that it's a total clapback song, right? Yes. But he talks about like how he's a Sasquatch and he's a badass and you don't fuck with him. It's really good. I mean, it's true. He is it, a badass. I, ice Cube has been strong doing what he does for a long time. I've had a crush on him since I was little. He was also on a um Special Victims Unit. He was in Anaconda. <laughs> and he was in Anaconda as well. So he's an actor as well. And his son, his son is a good looking man too. That that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. His I, son played his dad in the NWA movie. That's weird. Straight out of Compton. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like he got to play his dad. How that's awesome cool. is that? Like if your dad was a, not exciting, that wouldn't be cool. Right. But well, when your dad's, dad's a rapper. Yeah. yeah. So I found a song called Yeti by an Italian disco band by the name of Radio Rama. I was going to put that. Like, it's so 80s. Yeah, it is. It's very, very. It's. Whoa. It's what it is. Whoa. It's everything I love about the 80s, though. (laughs) So check that out, because that was a treat when I found that. And then I got uh, Nessie. By the real Mackenzies. <laughs> yeah. For some Celtic. Gotta have it. And then I also did uh, Loch Ness by Judas Priest. Mandy, you're finding all the cool, cool, or the cool, the middle yep. Um, I also, because we talked about giants, I have a uh-huh. They Might Be Giants song. <laughs> yeah. I have Particle Man. <laughs> oh, man. I've heard this song forever. I know. It put a big <laughs> smile on my face when I heard it. And then as a bonus, I also put Istanbul, not Constantinople. Their cover of it because their cover is amazing, too. So that's what I'm jamming to when I'm looking for cryptids. <laughs> I am excited. I ordered Mary and I TJ's book. Yeah. Our very first guest. Cry dark down. I'm going to read this this weekend. Spooky weekend. I'm going to probably try to read through it and then get distracted because of ADHD and then go back to it. But I'm I'm going to find the town that that's in Utah. <gasps> I'm going to find the cemetery. So you got to read it. Because he is an independent writer. Yes. And needs word of mouth support. So and go support we, him. We love you, TJ. We do. We got you. Thanks for supporting us, fellow Utahn. Hell yeah. Who's also in Washington now? All you Washington people, if any of you listen out there besides TJ. Support your fellow Washington knight. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> yeah. Support your fellow Washington. <laughs> you know, the people that live in the same state as you. <laughs> Those people. <laughs> Anybody who's in Washington that's not a serial killer is a good person and you should support them. Yeah. Also from our other guests you also need to listen to the podcast yes listen to therapy with our lovely true True saint James, james who is also in washington there's something about washington yeah they're full of murderers and cool people (laughs) and it's very moist you're welcome (laughs) that's where our bigfoot goes because Mary doesn't think he'll live here. Speaking of being moist, who is our Ooh. silver fox, Kira? Yeah, nice leeway. Our silver fox of the week. I'm very excited about him. Brian Cranston. What was he in, Kira? <gasps> Breaking Bad. Yep. Seinfeld. Yep. 
Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> and probably most notable, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, but that's not as exciting for me. It's not. But I do remember <laughs> he was. I had the hoss for him watching Malcolm, and that's why I watched Malcolm in the Middle for Mister Brian Cranston. I watched for the oldest brother Francis, who is also the brother of um Hyde in that seventy show. Ah, yeah, that's true. I can't remember their names now. My mind's growing. Danny McBride was hot. No, not Danny McBride. No. Oh, what is his name? Googling it right now. Give it the goo. And I'm going to stare at our picture of Brian Cranston. He's a dapper gent. He is a very dapper gent. He looks great with or without hair. Christopher um, Masterson. And it was and Danny, Danny Masterson. Masterson. That's right. I had more of a crush on Danny Masterson, um, but... Like, I thought Hyde was hot shit in that 70s show. I, like, that show was okay, but, like, I was into other stuff. I liked that 70s show. Most people did. But going back to Malcolm in the Middle mm-hmm. and Brian Cranston. Um, I love his voice, too. <laughs> I just love everything about him. I, I like that he that. has... So, first of all, he does have a very nice beard, and I like that now as he's gotten mm-hmm. older, he he has a beard more frequently now. Yes. Because he has a full dark beard. It's very nice. He also has, he doesn't have dimples, but he has like the cheek lines that kind of look like dimples. Mm-hmm. Or would you consider those dimples? <sighs> Maybe oblong dimples. Because I always think of dimples as actual like, you like know. this? Yeah. Like a little <laughs> I'm divot, smiling. Like a divot. Dimples. And his is very elongated. Yeah. I don't know. They might still be considered dimples. It doesn't matter. He's attractive. He has an he's attractive beautiful. smile. He's got some kind of dimply things on his face. He does. He's kind of a dimplet. He is. He he plays a really good um like science guy because mm-hmm. he's he just he did phenomenal in Breaking Bad and then mm-hmm. in Godzilla he was the scientist as well. Mm-hmm. There's something about his presentation as a person that that makes you. Like he knows he knows his stuff. You can trust him. Like yeah. he knows what he's talking about. He can be my teacher. Ooh. <laughs> you hear that, Brian? Yeah, Cranston? Mr. Cranston. <laughs> Mr. Cranston. His his name reminds me of cranberries, which I also like because I love cranberries <laughs> quite a bit. If you want a way to Mary's heart, get her some cranberries. Mr. Cranston, you can buy me a vodka and cranberry juice. All I'm saying is that if Brian Cranston wanted to buy me a vodka and cranberry, he may just get the key to my hotel room. Ooh, you hear that? He seems like a very down-to-earth guy, especially when he's in interviews and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I like that he, um, it's like an everyday guy. Yeah, down-to-earth. Yeah. He's kind of like the girl next door, but, you know, that translation for men for women. Or like the DILF for that's the dad of the girl next door. You know, like maybe mm. we're friends with the girl next door, but we're really to trying to, to get with his dad. dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's us. You're, you're we're terrible people. <laughs> you're the DILF next door, Mr. Cranston. How do you mm. feel about that? You can DILF me any day, sir. Yep. So to you, Mr. Cranston, we're going to cheer our vodka, our Cape Cod. Our Cape we Cod. clink our Cape Cods to you, Mr. Cranston, our Silver Fox of the Week. Brian Cranston, we love you. We do. But that was for Breaking Bad. That was an explosion. <laughs> I love your explosion noise. There weren't many cryptids in Utah, Mm-mm. but we had fun making mm-hmm. fun of them, <laughs> roasting yep. them as we do. If you out there who are listening in podcast world know of any cryptids, whether they be related to Utah or not, we always love seeing the Utah ones because they're so rare. But if you have any cryptids that you would like to share with us, let us know. Give Anywhere. us stories. Pictures, legends, rumors you've heard. Mm-hmm. Any experiences? Yeah, absolutely. Hit us up on social media. Yeah, we'd love to hear. We've got questions. You have so many questions. <laughs> so, Mary. Yes, Kara. Where can they find us? Our listeners can find us at 801-HORR-0-CCULT on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And if they are so bold as to email us, they may do so <laughs> at 801-HORRCULTVIX at gmail.com. So make sure you follow us, make sure you interact with us, and make sure you keep listening to us. And spread us like the plague. Like the COVID. So, Mary. Yes, Kara. 
what are we doing next week? Next week, Kara, we're going to talk about gut-wrenching foods to get prepared for the Thanksgiving holiday. Oh, you mean the day of gluttony. The very day of gluttony and visiting the porcelain king, or porcelain throne, rather. And all the family drama. <sighs> well, we won't really talk about the family drama. No. We all just know that's included with the day of gluttony. We already know that that's the most horrifying thing about the holidays, yeah. so we're going to horrify you in other ways, like the things you're eating. Yep, and we don't agree with the original way. No. Thanksgiving is for. Just to put that out there. Yeah. No, no, no. So the only thing we're covering about it is all the gross food you can eat. <laughs> all the gross. We're going to cover the thing that made Thanksgiving what it is today. The food. All the food. And how food secretly wants to kill us because we're eating it. Hey, fat kids. This one's for you. She's talking about me and I'm very excited. <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. I was looking at my vampire necklace. 